Today on episode number 42 of Life After Sight Loss Radio, we're going to talk about dealing with the sighted unsupporters in your life. Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. Hey, if you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews, life advice, encouragement, how-tos, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Hey there, guys. Thank you so much for joining me this week on the podcast. It's episode 42, and this week we're talking about those people in your life that uh, I'm deeming as the sighted unsupporters. You know, we have sighted supporters that we talk about a lot, you know, your spouse or your parents or whatever, but sometimes you have those people that are, they're not just positive, they're negative, and sometimes they're just downright rude. So we're going to talk about dealing with them today. I've got some tips, some ideas for you, and we've also got a question of the week coming in to us about the iPhone 8 and upgrading from the 6. So I'm going to talk about that. And I'm going to give you some idea of what I have upcoming for the podcast in the upcoming year and maybe your input as well. So we got a lot of stuff happening on today's podcast. But before we jump into everything, just a reminder that you can find today's show notes, which includes links, information, conversation, and more. Just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 042. That'll give you all the information from today's podcast and it'll let you you subscribe to the podcast if you'd be so inclined. So hop on over to the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 042. All right, our question of the week is a technical one. Sometimes we get some technical ones, sometimes we get some you know emotional ones, but this week it's a question about the iPhone. And so somebody was asking in a Facebook group, is there a big difference between going from an iPhone 6 up to an iPhone 7 or 8? And so I thought I'd address some of the major differences. Now, spoiler alert, no, there's not a huge difference. Uh, They're pretty similar in form factor. Actually, they're very similar in form factor. There's only a few key differences, and those are pretty basic. So, first of all, anything from the iPhone 6S up, and, you know, that would include the 7 and the 8, the Plus models as well, they have 3D touch. Now, it's not a huge issue, but it does have 3D touch if you're interested in that. Anything from the iPhone 7 and up, uh, they have a different home button. Now, they still have the home button, but it's capacitive, which means it doesn't actually press down like home buttons on the 6S and down. So 7, 8, and the Plus models, they have a different type of home button. Very easy to get used to. It's just a little different in feeling. Uh, The iPhone 7 and up actually have stereo speakers, which is really nice because voiceover comes out of both the bottom speaker and the part where you actually hear a phone call and you get louder sound with your music and so forth as well. And then, of course, the iPhone 8, 8 Plus, and even the 10, uh, they all have wireless charging. Now, that is not a huge issue either, but if you like wireless charging, then uh, there you go. So again, none of those things are major issues and changes. As far as using the phone goes, not really that different at all. Software is the same. Uh, All those phones get the update to iOS 11. Um, I don't know how the 6 is running on 
iOS 11, but I know my 8 Plus is running just fine. My wife 7 is running just fine on iOS 11. And so, you know, if you were looking to upgrade from a 6 up to a 7 or an 8, you're not going to have any problems going from the 6 up to the 7 or the 8. Now, is it a must-have kind of upgrade? Not necessarily, especially if you are a voiceover user. You're not going to find any major differences. If your phone's running, you know, if it's bogging down, if the battery's not working for you, that could be an issue. But the voiceover experience, pretty much the same. With the difference being in the 7 and 8, you're going to get those stereo speakers so you can hear a little bit differently and it's a little bit louder. But other than that, not a huge difference. So if you're looking to upgrade, I say go for it. You're not going to have any problems. So what about you guys? Do you guys have questions, thoughts you want to send to me? Hey, you can do it and I'd love to answer it here on the podcast. Well, you can do that a couple of ways. First of all, you can email me, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com or you can send me a tweet at the Derek Daniel. So a lot of times on the podcast, we've talked about sighted supporters. My wife has been on here a couple of times to talk about her perspective as a sighted supporter. You know, we define sighted supporter as somebody whose life is directly affected by somebody who is losing their vision, again, spouse, parent, child, something like that. And with the idea of a sighted supporter, it's somebody who's walking alongside of you, right? It's somebody who's who's living life with you. Maybe they're picking you up for things and, you know, their life is changing as well. But somebody recently sent me a message and I've seen some posts and Facebook groups and so forth. And this topic has come up quite a bit about somebody in your life who's not quite so supportive. In fact, we're going to deem them the unsupporter. <laughs> now, again, it's just a play on words, but it's somebody who, you know, maybe they are having difficulty with you losing your sight. And maybe they're not only are they not very supportive, but they become downright negative and discouraging of you losing your sight. And they expect you to do certain things or expect you not to be able to do anything. It can be a large gamut of things. So today I wanted to talk about this because I think it's important, but I wanted to start off just by letting you know there is no magic formula to fixing this issue. I don't have the three steps to solving this problem and your relationships will be better. People are people. I mean, we are who we are and sometimes we don't like change and that's just how it is. So I'm going to give you some ideas and some thoughts and some hints and some tips, but I just want you to remember that there is no magic formula and you can't plug in, you know, A plus B equals C and it'll all be magically better. It's going to take time and it's going to take patience. So I just want to encourage you with that. But first, I want to talk about the other person's perspective. So let's just take a minute to jump into that. Now, I might be playing devil's advocate here just for a few minutes, but just bear with me. I want to kind of give the perspective of the other person what they might be going through and how they might be responding to that and how that can come across to you as the visually impaired person. Now, again, let me say, none of these are excuses like, oh, well, they're just this, and so it's okay they're treating you like crap. No, it's no excuse. But it might help us, uh, I don't know, understand a little bit better. So first of all, they might be experiencing some fear, some fear that you're not going to be able to live your life the same way. Some fear that their life is going to totally change and they don't know how to deal with it. So they might be really afraid and not know how to respond to that. And it comes out in very angry, negative ways. So fear might be a motivating factor in the way they're responding to you. 
Secondly, they might be misinformed. They may have information about blind people that's so outdated and old and incorrect and wrong and false that they're treating you with that information. You know, it's like, I'm going to handle you based on this knowledge level I have, and it's just wrong. And so it's our job then to help educate and teach them what is appropriate and right. Now, look, when I first lost my sight, somebody told me I, you know, I had to teach the community and teach, you know, sighted people. I was like, I don't want to teach sighted people how to do, they should know how to do this, but they don't because they don't interact with a lot of blind people. They see a TV character or something like that. So somebody in your life who's, who is negative, who's being an unsupporter might have misinformation. And so that can be a motivating factor for them as well. Thirdly, they might be dealing with issues of acceptance. Accepting the fact that you're blind might be very challenging. And so they're like, I'm not sure what to do with this. And, and I can't just say they're blind because if I say they're blind, if I go ahead and accept it, that means they really are blind, even though you really are anyway. But if I say it out loud or if I accept it or if I try to help them, you know, maybe it's getting them uh, a cane or getting them O&M training or, or whatever, then that's like agreeing to the blindness. And it's like, look, I understand that there can be a lot of different beliefs and how we agree with things or don't agree with things. And I'm not going to get into all that. But the point is they may be struggling with this idea of accepting that you're blind because then for them, that might mean a whole bunch of other things. Next up, they might be in denial still for quite some time. Now, you, you might say, yeah, this person's been in denial for 20 years. Look, <laughs> uh, you know, some people can be in denial for a long time. They just are like, no, this isn't happening. It's going to get better. Uh, you know, what are we going to do to make it better? And they're constantly focused on that sort of thing because they think, oh, just this one more thing will make it better. And there is a uh, sort of a balancing act you have to do because, you know, looking to find a cure and aid to help you regain sight isn't a bad thing. But I think on the the other side, it can get very like, you're not being supportive of me trying to live my life as a blind person. So you got to find balance in that. But they could just truly be in denial, hoping that just one more thing will make the difference because, you know, you're definitely going to get your sight back. We're not worried about that. We're not even going to focus on trying to be a blind person because we're just going to get your sight back. And again, that goes into the acceptance uh, and into denial as well. And finally, they might just be trying to make up for the fact that you're blind. You know, it's like, look, I'm sighted, they're blind. I will help them. I will make up for it. And maybe they're not totally unsupportive, you know, in the sense of like, oh, you're a terrible person, but they try to do everything for you. And it's like, no, 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 that, that's not helpful either. You know, I, I want you to um, help me when I need it and I ask, but I also want you to help me by stepping back and allowing me to be independent. And again, there's balance in that and you have to be upfront and let people know what you need and be clear about that. But it might be that situation where they're like, mm, I, I just need to help them. I need to make up for the gap of blindness, you know, that sort of thing. It's kind of like, well, they're 85% blind now and I have to make up for that 85% or something. And that, that can really weigh on people and they may just not know how to deal with it. So that's a few things to think about when it comes to the other person's perspective. Now, again, let me clarify very, very clearly that is not any excuse. You know, I'm not suggesting that if they're being rude to you or if they're treating you badly or if they're not allowing you to move on in your life, anything like that. None, it's like, well, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. Well, treat me like dirt then. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying there might be underlying issues that they're going through and they don't know how to handle it. So right here, let me stop and say anything like counseling, coaching, mentoring, uh, somebody in your life who can help walk through things, somebody from a blind association who can give a real, uh, like perspective of what blindness is like might be helpful for these people. And again, if they're treating you negatively, 
that's a little bit different than trying to respond to you and being misinformed or being afraid. If they're coming out and just treating you badly, mm, that's a whole other thing, and that might need to be dealt with in a different way. So now that we've looked at their perspective, I just want to give you some ideas of things to keep in mind whenever you are working or dealing with somebody in your life who's being unsupportive, who isn't encouraging you, or who's downright negative as well. So here's just a few things to keep in mind. Remember, this is not like a magic formula. If you do these things, it's going to fix it, you know, or whatever. Uh, This is just some things to keep in mind as you deal with these people and as you go through relationship with, with these people, especially if they're very close relationships. You know, parents, spouses, things like that. Just keep these in mind as you deal with these people. First of all, I want to encourage you to be consistent. And what I mean by that is I want you to be consistent in everything you say. I want you to keep the same message sent to them. And I want you to send that message every single time you need to. Look, it can get really annoying if you're dealing with somebody over and over and over and over again. Like, hey, I've told you this 27 times. When are you going to get it? They might get it the 28th time. And if you're consistent, they're going to get it. And if you say the same thing every time, they're eventually going to get it. Now, again, we can't change people but we can always give the same message to them in the same kind of way, you know, helping them to understand that, no, this isn't how this goes. Remember I said that, you know, and you don't want to harp on it. Like I said this 27 times, why aren't you getting it? You know, you just want to be consistent. I know with uh, my children, we talk about, my wife and I talk about often, it's like, oh my gosh, I feel like we're just talking all the time. You know, we're telling them the same things over and over and over and over and over. And I often say that, yes, but when we fail is when we stop talking is when we just stop and say, well, they're never going to get it. I just give up. That's when we fail. As long as we're still talking, (laughs) I don't think we fail. You know, yes, it seems like we repeat ourselves a lot, but eventually something's going to click and they're going to get it. And maybe they've gotten it and they're just trying to work it out. And so I just want to encourage you to be consistent whenever you're trying to deliver a message to the person in your life who's a bit unsupportive, who's a bit negative. Continue to be consistent every single time. Next, I want to encourage you to be kind. Now, this can be really challenging, especially like we talked about before. If you've done this 30, 40, 50 times over and over and over and over and they're not seeming to get it, it's going to be hard to be kind because (laughs) you're like, oh, I just want to hit you in the face. You know, it's like, no, we can't do that. We got to be kind. You know, we we have to be uh, delivering the message we have in kindness, especially if it's somebody that we love and we care for because you know, I want to treat people like I want to be treated. It's the old golden rule thing, you know, and treat others like you want to be treated. And it's kind of like, look, I want you to treat me with respect and dignity and, you know, kindness. So I'm going to do my best to treat you with respect and dignity and kindness, even though you're not doing it right now, even though you're treating me like I'm an invalid or uh, treating me like I can't do anything or, you know, whatever the, the case may be. I want you to remember that we want to be kind to these people. Well, maybe we don't want to be kind, but we need to be kind to these people. It can be challenging. I get it, especially if it's somebody that you're close with and you're like, you should get this. Why don't you know this? But you need to remember to be kind. It can be very challenging and depending on the situation and the person, it can be, you know, just very hard. But I know that if you'll be kind, you'll be consistently kind, then I think that will eventually make the difference. Maybe not overnight, but if we're patient, it will make the difference. 
Next, and kind of right along with that, it's to be compassionate. To be compassionate towards not only this person in your life, but others as well. Because again, maybe they're misinformed. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they think you're never going to be able to live your life again. Maybe they think they have to drag you around everywhere. Maybe they're just being harmful to you because they don't know how to deal with this. And again, none of those are excuses and make it okay. But if we can try to be compassionate towards that person, I think it will allow us the option and opportunity to be kind, to be patient, to be understanding, because I know in Scripture, and maybe you're not a Bible person if you're not, tune your ears out for the next 30 seconds, but in Scripture, oftentimes it says that Jesus was moved with compassion, moved because something he felt and he did something about it. And so I think I just want you to, you know, be compassionate towards the people in your life, whether they're strangers, whether they're close relatives, whatever it might be, learn to be compassionate and understanding. It will take some time, but I know it will also help make a difference. And finally, I want you to be courageous. Be courageous. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, sometimes you're going to have to say hard things to somebody. Sometimes you're going to have to say things that might be hurtful to them. And again, you're not trying to hurt their feelings, but you're going to have to say things that will be difficult. You're going to have to make decisions that will be hard. And I want you to be courageous in these moments and stand up for who you are, what you know about yourself, where you're at, uh, you know, what your disability uh, can and can't do, you know, that sort of thing. Like I, I can still, you know, live my life. It's not going to stop me. And so I want you to be courageous in these moments. Now, Courage doesn't mean you're not afraid. Courage doesn't mean, and we've talked about this before in the podcast, actually, courage doesn't mean you're not afraid. It means that you're standing up in the face of the fear, you know, in the face of whatever's coming at you. And so that person might intimidate you. They might say, you know, you can't do this and you might really believe them, especially if it's a parent that can be really taxing on your emotions, but you need to learn to be courageous and say, no, this is how this is going to be. And so in that, I want you to remember that even though it's hard, it's your opportunity to stand up for yourself and for those around you and to be courageous. So there's just a few ideas on what to do when dealing with somebody who's being unsupportive or even downright negative. Now, let me just make a few final statements here. Remember that you can't change people. You can only change how you respond. And so I just want to encourage you that it might take a long time. I know somebody wrote to me recently and said it took years and years and years for this one person in their life to really overcome this, and it affected everybody else in their family. And so it can be very challenging, and we have to struggle with it from time to time, but I know that we can deal with these things. And look, if you're really struggling in relationships with people, I want to encourage you to find somebody in your area, a counselor, a mentor, a leader that you can go to who knows you well, maybe knows your family, and even if they don't, maybe get to know your family and help you through those situations. Look, listening to one podcast episode isn't going to magically make everything better. You know, having me tell you three or four or five tips isn't going to magically make everything better. I think the point of this podcast is to, one, just bring up the topic and let you know that if you're going through this, you're not alone. And two, just to give you some ideas and thoughts on helping you move forward in working through these situations. Look, I understand that if you have somebody in your life that is taxing, that is negative, that is not supportive, it can really drag you down 
even more so than you already are just after losing vision. But I know that if you'll think about this and and keep moving forward, it can and will get better. You might have to take some outside help. You might have to find some support from, you know, a counselor, a professional, somebody like that. But at the end of the day, I know that even though we can't change people, we can change how we respond to them. So I just want to encourage you with that and keep that in mind as you move forward in dealing with the relationships in your life. And one final note, if you are struggling with this in a very specific way and you need some support and some help, a few weeks ago, I did a podcast with a gal named Sarah Clark. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist and a vision rehabilitation therapist. She's great and awesome. I'm going to link that episode in the show notes uh, for today's show, which is lifeaftersightloss.com slash 042. I'm going to link that episode and I'm going to link her contact information in today's show notes so that if you're like, I don't know who to call or I don't know who to talk to, you can contact contact her online and you know get in touch with her and ask her some questions and maybe even start a relationship with her in a counseling way and get some support that you need because it can be difficult especially we're talking about it you know right here around the holidays and the end of the year and that sort of thing and it can be a little bit depressing but I want you to know there are people out there who are ready willing and able to help support you in what you're going through whether it's on your own or with the family around you as well. Well, we are coming to a close here in 2017. I can't believe it. We're already here at the end of the year. This is the last podcast episode for 2017. Next week, it'll be a brand new year. We'll start afresh, start anew. We'll all make promises that we all will not keep. You know, we'll promise to lose weight and then by, you know, January 10th, we're eating like a whole cake by ourselves. We all do it. It's just part of life, isn't it? But I want to talk about it for just a second because with the podcast, I want to make some updates and I want to do some things and, and, you know, I'm thinking about changing the theme music a little bit and maybe changing up the sections and adding some new things and just, you know, making the podcast as good as I possibly can. I, I enjoy what I do right now, but hey, we're always working to make it better. And so 42 episodes in, I just want you to know that if there's anything that maybe you found exciting about the podcast, let me know. Maybe there's a thought you have like, hey, I'd like to learn more about this, or this topic was really good, or I'd love to hear a section about this, or whatever the case may be. Because this podcast is Uh, it's all about you. You know, it's for you. It's value for you. Yes, I enjoy it. I like talking into a microphone and hear myself talk, but (laughs) it's for you guys. So if you've got some questions, if you've got some thoughts, I'd love to hear from you because I want to make 2018 a great year for Life After Sight Loss Radio. And I want to say this at the end of the year, thank you so much for listening. It's been a blast doing these episodes. I look forward to even more in the upcoming year, and I want to make it Uh, as great as I possibly can. So let me know. Send me an email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com, and you can you know just include whatever you want in there, and I'll do my best. I can't promise I'll make every single change. Everybody, you know, ships to me, but I will do my best, and hopefully in the upcoming year, it'll be even bigger, even better, and 2018 will be a great year for all of us. As always, I like to end things today with our word of the week. 
And again, if you're new here, our word of the week is simply just one word that helps get some discussion going, maybe get our brain flowing and help us to think about things. And sometimes it makes sense, and well, hopefully it makes sense every time, but (laughs) sometimes it makes even more sense. So today, our word of the week is support support. So I always like to give a meaning for our word just to give us a little bit of context because context is crucial. So the meaning of our word this week is, quote, bear all or part of the weight of hold up. All right, let me give that to you again. It says bear all or part of the weight of hold up. So that idea of holding up, bearing up, I think about like a pillar, you know, holding up like a roof or something, you know, you have, maybe you have a porch and you got pillars on your porch and it's holding up the roof. It's bearing the weight. Now, if you have one pillar, it is bearing all the weight of that roof. But if you have four or five, the weight is distributed over all the pillars, but it is being a support to that roof. And so for us, you know, as visually impaired people, oftentimes we need support in a lot of ways. You know, we need somebody to drive us somewhere. We might need somebody to help us read something or to figure something out. And, you know, we have a lot of need of support and that can make us feel like a burden sometimes. Look, that's a whole nother podcast, but you might feel like a burden occasionally. But here's what I want to encourage you to do. I don't want to encourage you just to simply take support. I want to encourage you to give support where you can, to encourage you to bear the weight of somebody else, to hold up somebody else during certain times. And that doesn't mean like, oh, it's terrible, hold them up. I just mean, hey, when you can be helpful, be helpful. You know, oftentimes it feels like, well, we're blind. We can't be helpful at all now. It's like, no, there are many other things that we still do and we can be encouraging. We can be supportive. We can be a pillar holding somebody up. We don't always have to do it all by ourselves. Again, if you had one pillar holding up your porch roof, it probably wouldn't last that long. That's why you have multiple ones. And so be a part of being supportive. You know, I think of a family that's multiple pillars holding up the weight. You know, think about a team that's multiple pillars holding up the weight. And so one great way to combat people that are unsupportive, which we talked about today, is to yourself be as supportive as possible for your family, for your friends, and for yourself. Learn to hold up the weight and bear all or at least part of something that's going on around you. And I know that will help you be encouraged and be encouraging to others as well. Oh, that brings us near the end of another podcast episode. Listen, right here at the end, I always want to say a big thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking around all the way to the end. A couple of closing items, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, I would love for you to do that. Subscribing means you won't miss another episode. It'll come right to your phone or mobile device, whatever you got. It'll come right there and you can subscribe. If you want to do that, just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 042 for the show notes to today's episode and to find those buttons underneath the player. It'll say, um, you know, Google Play and Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, and you can subscribe on an Android phone if you got that as well. I mean, you can just subscribe and you won't miss another episode. So I hope that you'll take the time to do that. And while you're doing that, if you'd be so kind as to leave a rating and review in iTunes, that would be great as well. That way other people can find the show and go, oh, that's what it's all about. So take a few minutes and subscribe and give that rating and review. 
Now, we talk about subscribing, we talk about rating, all that stuff, but today, I think more importantly than ever, I want to remind you to share this episode. Look, if you're listening to this episode right now and you know somebody in your life that is struggling with unsupportive uh, you know, behavior from somebody, or maybe somebody in your life who's being unsupportive, yeah, hey, you should listen to this, you know, share it out. Put it on your Facebook, on your Twitter, on your Instagram, uh, you know, text the link to somebody, uh, you know, be with somebody and say, can I open your phone real quick and show you this thing? You know, whatever you have to do, share it with somebody because we want to get the message of this information out. It's not just about sharing my podcast. Look, I love for more people to find the podcast, but I want people to understand the message of what I'm saying, not only on this episode, but on lots of different episodes. So take a few minutes and share it with somebody, you know. And finally, don't forget, I love hearing from all of you. You got questions, comments, thoughts, whatever you got. I want to hear from you. I had a great email from somebody recently who gave me a bunch of nice compliments, and I was like, wow, I'm so humbled. Uh, I think the title uh, or the subject of the email was, you're awesome. And I was like, this is going to be a good one or really sarcastic and a bad one. But no, it was a really good one, and I'm so appreciative of that. So, Doug, big shout out to you, my friend. Thank you so much for that email. And if you've got something you want to send me, go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash contact, and you can see all the ways to get in touch with me. I love hearing from people, so send me a message right now. I can't wait to hear from you as soon as possible. Well, like I said, guys, it is the end of the year. This is the final podcast for 2017. I want to take just a minute to thank everyone who has made this podcast possible all year long. First of all, big shout out to my wife, uh, who has not only been on the podcast a couple of times, but has been very supportive all along the way. I never would have made it to 42 episodes and counting if it wasn't for her. So a big shout out to her. Uh, Thank you to everybody who has asked me about the podcast, who has said, hey, how's things going? Uh, Thank you to anyone who has sent me a message or maybe you've tweeted me, emailed me, whatever. Thank you for that. And finally, thank you for listening. If you've listened to this podcast once or all 42 times, I'm so, so grateful. I want to take a second to wish everyone a very happy new year. I hope that you go out and you have a great time uh, this weekend, a very safe and great time, but you enjoy yourself. And I hope that 2018, if 2017 wasn't a great year, I hope that 2018 is a much better year for you. And if 2017 was a great year, I hope 2018 is an even better one. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I want to remind you that everything said in today's episode is intended for informational and educational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. (laughs) It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you guys in the next one.